Okay, our theme for today is setting out on a new journey. I'm going to start with a verse. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give you. For the Israelites, there was no sitting and waiting. They'd had their time of mourning, 30 days. That was all they were given, 30 days. And then God said, now it's time to move on. And I believe this is the same for us. Tim has stepped down as lead elder, and his eldership role has changed and moved into the chaplaincy at the hospital. But God does not want us to sit and wait for someone to come along. As we've been waiting on God over the last few weeks, God showed Keith a picture of a boat in the harbour. And the instruction was, get on the boat. Don't wait for the pilot to join you. Get on, get ready to sail. The pilot will join later. We're not leaderless. Tim has his role in the hospital. But we still have two other elders. And we have God, who is our guide. So we don't need to sit and wait. God is saying, get up and go. Move forward. Don't just hang around. So how do we know where we're going? We're looking to God for direction. And every one of us has a role to play in this. We can all wait on God in our times with him to hear what he's saying. And if we do, share it with others. Share it with the eldership. We may not achieve everything as we move forward. Abraham didn't achieve everything he saw. In the words of Hebrews, he looked forward to a city of God's design. And the important thing is that we are faithful in what we are called to in the now as we move into the future. We're moving on into the future. We've already been given some words to start with. Jeremiah, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. I spent time thinking about what the ancient paths were and came up with the following. Some of you may have other things that you could add. Righteousness. God wants us to consider how we live so others will see a difference in our behaviour. Obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. This was said by Samuel to Saul when Saul disobeyed and made the sacrifice himself because he couldn't wait long enough. He was impatient. Tim talked about patience earlier, didn't he? Cost Saul his job. Worship. 
Are we worshipping God or materialism? Who do we worship? Do our lives show worship every day? Relationship. God wants to have a relationship with us. And he sent Jesus to die on, that cro- on the cross so that that relationship could be restored. All these points tie together as obedience brings right living and thus our lives will be one of worship to God. And if we develop our relationship with him, then we'll find that righteousness, worship and obedience all slot into place. It's interesting to note that we think what we think is a good way is not necessarily the best way. I had a picture of two paths. One was a nice wide tarmac road going slightly downhill. The other was a little narrow path, very overgrown. I know what I'd probably have chosen. But God said to me, that's the one I want, the overgrown path. That's the one I want you to lead on. God was showing that that was the one to choose. Jesus said, small is the gate and narrow is the path that leads to life. And only a few shall find it. It's not the easier way that's always the best. Antonia shared with a group of us about her childhood. And when she was a child, they would go out as a family walking. And her stepfather would always take his ordnance survey map with him and lead the way. He always knew the way to go. And sometimes they'd look and think, I'm sure he's got it wrong. But he always insisted he knew the way because he'd got his map. He was following the instructions. And he'd go before them. He'd have his knife or whatever it was. And if there were stinging nettles and things in the way, he'd cut them down. But he would go before and prepare the way so that they could get there. And she said, we always got where we were supposed to. But it was this picture of him going before. He would take the knocks with the stinging nettles and all the things like that so that they could just move on. And Moses said to the children of Israel, The Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. That's a word we've already heard this morning, isn't it? I will be with you. (coughs) He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. God has promised to be with us, and he goes before to prepare the way. We don't need to be anxious as he's our guide and we can follow him. In Isaiah it says, I will go before you and make the rough places smooth. God goes before, he prepares that way so that we can walk it. He's going before us, he's leading the way. We don't know where we're going. Some of you might be like David who likes to know where this is going to end up. But God's word to him was very clear and he shared it with us. You don't need to know. 
It's a bit tough when you like to know what's going on, when you like to be prepared, when you like to know the end from the beginning. God told Abraham to go to a place where he'd show him, and Abraham obeyed, not knowing at first where he was going. He had to wait for God to reveal the next step. And as we wait on God, he will reveal the next step to us. We might feel uncomfortable, but God always says in difficult circumstances, trust me. It's a word he said to me many times when I've got into situations and been anxious. He always comes to the back to that same word, trust me. We need to trust him. God also said through David, be original. We're not walking down a road we've been on before. And you know, folks, if we're going to be original, we might find things very different at times. But that's God's word, so we've got to expect the unexpected. Let's be original, let's be obedient. Let's walk down that road, that new road. And this is a new way, but we will know which way to go if we listen to God. And as we listen to him, we will hear, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. But we've got to be listening. If we're listening to God, we'll hear that voice and we'll know the way forward. Alan Scotland spoke about this verse in the last leaders meeting. I sat there because I knew what we'd already been talking about. And I was quite interested to hear what he said. But he said, we need to hear the voice of God. God wants us to have eyes that see and ears that hear. Put your trust in God's word. We must come back to the place where we hear the voice of God. We need to know God's direction and strategy. Eyes that see and ears that hear. We sang earlier, those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise on wings as eagles. When an eagle soars, an eagle can see for miles. He can see exactly where he's going. And as we wait on God, and as we rise on wings like eagles, so we will have eyes just like the eagle to be able to see what God is showing. We need those ears, we need those eyes. When I was working, I had quite a long drive to work, and I would spend my time listening to what God said. One day I clearly felt he said to me, you're going the right way. You'll go down some no-through roads, but don't worry, I will bring you back and I will show you where to turn. We may make mistakes and make wrong turns at times, but we don't need to worry because God is there to correct us. We're on the right way. He will tell us when to turn. I love this verse. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We don't need to be anxious about the future at all. We don't need to be anxious about what's going on, how we're moving forward, where we're going. God's already told us you don't need to know what the end is. So let's trust him. We don't need to be anxious. But he will give us the strength for the way forward as we wait on him. And I love that, that we do not need to fear. It's God's word to us. Don't be afraid. I am with you. He said that to Joshua, didn't he? This is a new journey. It's both exciting and terrifying. You know, it's exciting to think that God's leading us a new way. It's terrifying to think, how are we going to get there? But we've just got to trust. One thing God said to the Israelites, though, and this is an important one. No, I've missed it. I've missed that one out. You're not to go back that way again. In Deuteronomy 17, verse 16... God clearly said, don't, we were talking about a new king, and he said, don't let the king take you back to Egypt. You are not to go that way again. We should take note of this and seek the way forward. We can't go back. I was in Birmingham a few years ago at a summer school, and we were given an afternoon off, and time to wander around the streets and think about God. And I thought, oh great, I'm going to wander around the streets, but I'm going to wander around the streets of all the places I remember when I was at college, just down the road. I'm going to retrace all my steps. And I started off down the road, and there was that voice that said, you can't go back. It was so clear in my mind, you can't go back, you can't go back to what was. You know, so often we talk about the good old days, don't we? And how things were. But we forget the hardships of those good old days. The tough times. And the Israelites in the desert, they talked about the good old days. It was far better when we were in Egypt. We had food. They forgot the slavery. They forgot the bad side. And God's word to us clearly is, don't go back. We're going forward. And yet, Jesus said, no one who puts his hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. Quite a harsh word, really, but I thought about it. You know, if you're ploughing a furrow and you start turning around, you're not going to keep a straight furrow because if you turn, your plough's going to go the opposite way. So you need to keep focused. And if we keep looking back... We can't focus, we can't press on, as as Keith reminded us in Philippians. If we keep looking back, we're not pressing forward, we're not going that way that we're supposed to, to reach the goal. Keith gave us two choices last week. Oh, yeah, God wants us to, and, and this has already been brought up earlier, stopped working. Technology. (laughs) Okay. Yes, it is. 
Yeah. Okay, don't worry. God wants us to forget the former things. He says, don't dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. So it's a very clear word, isn't it? Don't dwell on what's gone. What's gone is gone. But God wants us now to look forward, to move forward, and go forward with him. Keith gave us two choices last week. One was the way of fear and not moving into what God wanted us had for us. But the other one was to do it despite perhaps being afraid. Gideon was prepared to overcome his fears to be obedient to God. I know what I want to do. Which choice will you make? If you're fearful, you're going to miss out. You miss out on on the blessings. A few years ago, Pete, Brian and I climbed Snowden. When we got to the top, almost to the top, my fears almost got the better of me. And I would have given up there and then and not reached that high point and seen the, the full view. They encouraged me on. In fact, Brian sort of grabbed me and said, you are not giving up now. Encouragement. Folks, we need to encourage one another. Don't let the others give up. Keep encouraging. Let's move forward together with encouraging one another, seeking God, looking to God. As I said before, all of us can wait on God to seek the way forward. And we can do this in our regular quiet times. Let's hear what God is saying. Let's listen to what he's telling us to do as we move forward. I, for one, am ready to move forward on the journey, knowing that God is with us. How about you? And I'd like us to finish with...